Space is disease and danger wrapped in darkness and silence. Hey! We're recording the podcast! Shut up! Good morning to you, wherever you are, because it is morning somewhere for January 9th, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns. With me right over there is Ashley, last name to be named later. <laughs> How you doing, it's, Ash? It's, it's just the one name. So there's some speculation when we were uh, when we were first putting the podcast together, there was some speculation as to whether we should call you Ashley Burns, which is your name now, or Ashley Jenkins, which is how everyone knew you last. Yes. When you last appeared in public. Like I was thinking about it, and we wound down our social media presence really like quite soon after we got married. So not necessarily a lot of people know that I changed my name. So a lot of people would still think of me as Jenkins. That's how I jinx you know, that, some people. I, yeah, that as well. So we could just your pro gamer name. Yeah. Ashley was a pro gamer back in the days of esports when it wasn't <laughs> called esports. It was pro gaming. She was like uh, one of the old dudes who would play football back when they all wore uh, wore leather helmets and got all the brain damage and none of the money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where my head problems. That's come from. what being a pioneer means, Ashley. <laughs> um, so, as a follow up to yesterday, uh, the the continuing search for bits of the Alaska airline plane oh continues. I cannot look away from this. It's uh, it's one of those things where because there were no fatalities, I don't think this is going to go down in history of you know aircraft uh, disasters so much. But it's amazing to watch that they're saying they're they're looking for the door, the the not door, the plug. Uh, and it turns the up not door. the not door, and it turns the up undoor. It, it just turned up in in some Oregon school teacher's backyard. Can you imagine a plane door landing on your backyard? It's like the beginning of um, is it dead to me? Six feet under. There was a show about a uh, a trainee Grim Reaper. Uh-huh. She dies because uh, like a space shuttle toilet lands on her head. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's part like of the, the very beginning. Something from the space station comes and crushes her. I didn't know you'd seen that that show. I haven't seen a lot of that show. I've seen, I've seen. Uh, the first season. You were said yesterday as well that the the guy who was sitting in like the the middle seat, his phone got sucked out of the plane. It fell eleven thousand feet, landed, and still works. And somebody found it. it. Has his baggage tag on it. Okay, I saw a photo of this, and it was a hand holding the phone. And to prove, I guess, that it was that phone, it had up on the screen an Alaska Airlines baggage receipt for I want to say it was like seventy bucks for checking bags. And all I could think was, even with the air disaster, the phone surviving and everything, I thought, hey, dude, do you not lock your phone and put a passcode <laughs> on it? What's what's going on here? Maybe it was in his wallet. <laughs> that was my... That the, was, your Apple wallet. Or maybe, was, maybe he was traveling with his mother, right? Maybe he's not allowed to have a passcode. We don't know. I don't know how old this individual is. Well, it would be amazing if it landed in the backyard of somebody who had the same biometric face pattern <laughs> as him. That would be wild. Uh, they've been doing inspections on a lot of these planes, and they found more loose bolts. I was... I was listening to uh, a press conference that somebody was having, some person in authority, and they were talking about different parts that they're searching for, like a hinge and a pin, and they were describing it to the public in case they happened to find it. Just look for a real big hinge (laughs) somewhere between Portland and California. It'll be about three feet buried in the ground (laughs) in a crater. But it just reminded me of, do you remember the story uh, back in the fall about the military plane, the F-35, where the pilot ejected, 
and then they couldn't find the plane and they were yes, asked, and they, they were, were looking for the plane. They're like, has anyone seen, I don't know, an airplane? Let us know. Hey, anybody seen a jet? <laughs> Just like, don't you have like LoJack on this thing? They, don't, they can't track their own plane. Okay, we have a GPS tracker on our cat. <laughs> we do. You can't find your plane. I don't know. I never. I actually did never follow up on that story. I'm sure then once I, they I, found I'm the plane, I'm pretty sure they found it. It's it, fine. It's but all it's, and then it was all classified. Ooh, once they didn't ooh. need our help, very <laughs> serious. Oh man, but yeah, this 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 plane thing is developing, but it's uh, it's taking a toll on Boeing. Well, it's pretty serious. I will definitely be thinking about it next time I get on a plane. Are you gonna? Uh, are you I gonna? Before you, you board, you be like, excuse me, what version of seven thirty seven is this? No, yeah, there's even I saw on a tra- seven the, eight the, nine. The travel subreddit, people were talking about how can they go about traveling without traveling on these planes, which is a, it's a big problem for the branding of you know Boeing in general and the airlines that have these planes. It's and, a serious deal. And I, Boeing's I would, been having a lot of trouble anyway. Safety is a huge consideration, I think, for a lot of people when they're traveling. It's also it's one of those things where well, you want air be- travel's incredibly safe. But anything that happens that make it seem unsafe gets escalated to the highest possible levels of alert. I get it, though. If you're on an airplane, you generally want the side to stay on. Moving on to less disastrous news. Uh, Michigan Wolverines won the uh, college national championship yesterday. They beat the Washington Huskies. It wasn't a fantastic game, I didn't think. Uh, it's great if you're a Michigan fan uh, because they led the whole time, which always makes for kind of a boring game. But didn't Was it the Huskies that beat UT? We don't need to go back and like and revisit they, all the other games. Actually, but weren't they weren't they in the lead the the whole time? And you said that was a really good game. No, no, no. That got crazy at the end. This didn't have the crazy. <laughs> this didn't have the craziness at the end. But the Wolverines had a fantastic season, well deserved na- national championship. Congratulations to them and all their fans. I'll be sad. I'm in that sad mode now where college football's gone for seven months, eight months. So, well, um, CES is happening in Las Vegas right now, and. Uh, Apple announced the release date uh, for their was Apple Vision Pro headset, their their VR AR headset, basically uh, the one that's going to cost thirty five hundred dollars to start. So thirty five hundred dollars for the entry level price for this thing, which is crazy because we went and looked it up, and the MetaQuest Three is like six hundred. No, it's five hundred bucks. You can get it on Amazon for five hundred bucks. And yeah. um, I mean, we come fr- at this from a very different direction than I think uh, Apple is approaching VR AR. Um, I was looking at this article um, from uh, it's on Forbes. Let me find it really quick. I will say was, this: the, the Apple headset does seem to be going in on an AR approach, very much. Whereas so. the MetaQuest seems like it started on the VR route when it was Oculus. And now it is trying to integrate AR into it. And they're doing a good job of it, but it is definitely more of an integration. It is. Like, you can tell when you're looking at it in AR mode that you're looking at basically a, a lower resolution camera. You're looking at a, a camera reality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm sure that Apple's done a lot of work on that. But, um, it's pretty low fidelity, that camera that looks around you. But it's great to have it because you can hit a button and then you can see through your visor. Oh, which it's great. Which we previously didn't have before. It's really cool. Um, so this is an article um, from Paul Tassi on Forbes, and he says, I timed it out of Apple's nine-minute Apple Vision Pro trailer. 14 seconds are devoted to gaming. Um, mm, and on the website, yeah. it it's it's very, very short what their gaming ambitions are. It says, Vision OS games in Apple Arcade offer completely new ways to play by using the space around you. Over uh, Find over 100 of your favorite iPad games and also play using Bluetooth game controllers. So this is not, this is not aiming to be 
a game thing. It does seem like more of an enterprise solution as well as an AR solution but rather I'm very than a curious, VR gaming platform. I'm going to be very curious to see how that goes because I feel like, you know, like games and gamers are really quite good at spending a lot of money on untested technology. Not not untested, um, on new experimental technology. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of you know normal people, maybe not, but clearly Apple's not going for normal people if they're charging $3,500 a headset, right? Apple stuff's always expensive. Like even the, the smartphones are wildly more expensive than most of their competitors. And I don't think they really worry too much about that. Okay, so here's a question. If this then. is a device you use every day, though, girl math, if you use it every day of the year, <laughs> it's, it's only, only $1,000 a day. It's only, it's only 10 bucks a day if you use it every <laughs> single day. So it's totally fine. Or you can pay Boeing for your door subscription. If you wear it while you sleep, <laughs> it goes down. <laughs> the thing, I, the, my initial reaction, and I, I want to point something out, is when I first saw it, and I saw it was 3500 bucks, the first thing that I noticed was a cord on it. Okay, and I, and what I, is that cord? Why is there a cord on a $3,500 headset? So my MetaQuest group chat was a buzz about, a buzz? This, about this product. I literally woke up to, because we're so time shifted, I woke up to 180 alerts in my text messaging app. And That's I thought, a lot. I thought, what the hell just happened? And it's my MetaQuest group going nuts on Do Not Disturb. Uh, it's the battery. Uh, they clarified for me, it's not a tether. You're not tethered to a computer or anything like that. It's okay. to an external battery pack, okay. which, which well, I think is a good solution. That is a decent solution, but um, I'll still be happy when they can somehow like find a way to go without a tether just because I feel like any cord at all messes with the experience. There is a really cool thing about it. There's no controllers. It's just the visor and you use your hands and it had the, your hands are the controllers. And there is that mode also in the MetaQuest. Once again, it's an integration and not designed from that from the ground up. I don't think it is designed to be used with controllers in your hands. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for the Apple thing. I just, I don't see myself getting that kind of value out of it. So between the price point and its lack of ambition in the areas that I'm particularly interested in, I'm kind of out. Can I make a request of everyone, society as a whole? Can we can we give it a pass that it looks goofy? Because this is never going to look good. Google Glass tried their best to make it not look goofy. It still looked goofy. It's. I don't think it's any less goofy than us all walking around with black rectangles that we're talking to, you know, 24 <laughs> hours a day or staring into. It's just, this is the future. The future, we're just going to have to get used to the goofiness of the future. It's just going to have to happen. And streamlining will happen in later tech. It's one of those things that always, always happens. But, you know, you, you're not going to, you're not going to judge, be like, oh, computers are stupid because they used to be, you know, gr yellowish gray rectangles and now they fit in a pocket. I showed Ashley an old clip from the 90s that surfaced online and they had a Macintosh mouse and it looks like you're holding a wooden block. It does one, look like that. I, I had incredible. forgotten. With one button. One button on it, yeah. God, they held God, on they to that forever. They were so stubborn about that for a really long time. How do you feel, by the way, about the name Vision Pro? Apple usually has great names well, and then terrible names. They seem to be... This just seems to be a middle ground for me. Yeah. They see, I mean, I feel like they're leaning into Apple Vision. And I'm like, that's a little silly, but, you know, in a futuristic way. So I'll give them a pass. It's more that, like, I don't really care. A yeah. lot, that, that's the thing about names is it's the name of their thing. And people will make jokes or whatever. And then it will just mean the thing. Yeah, that's a good point. That being said, a good name is great. And a good name can be great. Apple recently added to the iPhone, they added a feature where it uses the AirDrop technology to where you can just put two phones together and two iPhones, of course, not iPhone and anything else. And it'll automatically pass your contact card to them, which is fantastic for 
you know, instead of handing out business cards, you just do this. And because it works over airdrop, they named it name drop, which is a perfect name. That. That's a perfect name. That is great. You know, that's somebody, great name. somebody was at the end of a, like a conference table and was like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just started levitating in pure inspiration. It is one of those great creative moments. You know, when you hit it, you know, exactly when you hit it. And uh, yeah, and they did it, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I will not be buying one. $3,500 is just ridiculously expensive in my opinion. All right, so we were talking earlier about uh, the military losing their jet. I went down a rabbit hole. Uh, another thing that's in the news right now is the lunar lander, which is currently on its way to the Luna, is having trouble. Yes, so uh, I was reading a little bit about it. It uh, A couple hours after takeoff, and this is, so there's two elements here. There's two separate private companies involved in this venture. Um, there's the rocket, the Vulcan, um, and then there's this lander, um, the Peregrine. And the Peregrine, the lander, um, is what's supposed to, you know, actually land on the moon. And it's developed a critical fuel problem. And they're, they've been trying to get the solar panels going, but they estimate they're probably going to lose what a bummer, power, man. like, you know, in something like 40 hours. Um, and that it's not looking great for its landing on the moon. It's really interesting when they make the impossible, you know, seem easy or at least seem operational all the time. And they do that on a regular basis. And just to be clear, Ashley and I are not space experts before we talk about any of the stuff. We're very curious people, just like a lot of you out there. Uh, I um, I brushed up on the Astrophysics for Babies book that we bought Evie. Um, and I, <laughs> I love those books. <laughs> they're great. There's a couple of them. There's like, like theoretical physics and astrophysics and uh, just st- silly little, you know, science books for, for babies that are general things quantum like mechanics for babies quantum mechanics yeah yeah so uh we've been teaching her all about thrust but i gotta say being a curious person about this i i was i i, I fell down another rabbit hole i was utterly shocked ashley there's this thing out there that i think i was aware of but i wasn't really aware of and suddenly i just started looking at it are you aware that america has a space plane like when i say space plane can you picture what that is um, do you mean the the private program where rich people can like no, fly and no, get into like no, zero no. G for like 30 seconds? Not, not space tourism. So there's a there's a vehicle out there called the X-37, and it's it just launched last week. Uh it's 10 days into its current mission. We've had since basically 2010 a space plane, which is the primary vehicle that we've been using for the space program for experiments and things like that. And there's so, okay. so little that's known about it because I, I went down a rabbit hole with this and we'll put up a ton of links because I, I don't want to get anything wrong, but I'm absolutely certain I'm going to. So this was developed by Boeing, another company in the news this week. Um, Hopefully all the bolts are tight. And even all the headlines about it launching 10 days ago were all about the secretive plane, the secretive space plane. Uh, there's two versions of it. There's the X-37A, which was... Uh, owned by NASA. I don't know if owned is the right word. Uh, and then there's the X-37B, which is the one that currently operates the most and is owned by the U.S. Space Force. And that's a really interesting distinction for me because, Ashley, as you know, I love the movie and the audiobook, The Martian. You do. And there's a whole so chapter in there about how NASA is a public organization and anything that they do has to enter the public domain within a certain period of time. And they didn't want to take photos of – this is all fictional, but they didn't want to take fic- uh, photos of Mars because it would show Mark Watney's body, presumed dead body there, and they would have to release that to the public. Oh, God. Okay. That yeah. was It was a bit in the movie as well. 
Space Force is not that. Space Force is a military organization, and they can have classified operations. And so this thing has been operating now for, what, 14 years. But we haven't had a Space Force. What's that? We haven't had a Space Force for 14 years. It was NASA to begin with, and I I assume NASA still has their X-37A, but the X-37B was then militarized, essentially. And so this thing flies now in in secret. Great. Uh, Military space. That's what we need. Actually, let me ask you a real quick question. Okay. What do you think is the longest space shuttle mission? Like, how long do they typically last? Um, what does it take to get to the moon? A couple days? If you had to guess. Well, the space shuttle never went to the moon. Those are the Apollo missions. Like, the space shuttle just went up to the ISS and just hung out or oh, would run um, missions in orbit. Well, I know that there have been some astronauts that have stayed on the ISS for months at a time. Right. Um, well, space shuttle, I'll just cut this off here okay. for you. Uh, longest space shuttle mission ever. Uh, was a mission flown by Space Shuttle Columbia. It lasted for 17 days, 15 hours, and 53 minutes. 17 days. Wow. Okay. This space plane, X-37B, that flies, it is much smaller than the Space Shuttle. It's actually, I had I was comparing it to the uh, F-15 fighter jet. Oh, okay. So, so considerably smaller. It's smaller than that even. So the wingspan of the X-37B is 14 feet, 11 inches. How many giraffes is that? (laughs) I think that might be three quarters of a giraffe (laughs) in width. An F-15 Eagle, for comparison, has a wingspan of 42 feet. So it's significantly smaller than even an F-15. Wow, okay. Which I think people, those have been in movies a lot. I think people can have appreciation for how big that is. Yeah, we have some kind of imaginative scale for those anyway. No crew. It's a robotic space plane. It's it's operated remotely, and I assume with some kind of automation when it's out of range or out of signal. It has flown now seven different missions. Its last mission, OTV-6, was – I just have to ask. Can you guess how long the last mission was? Okay, I'm going to guess the 90 days. 90 days. You would be off by a magnitude. Nine, what? 908 <gasps> days it was in flight and operating. And it's so strange to me because it's it's I don't know how this isn't talked about more. And I'm sure people who are space enthusiasts are, are, must be like, we talk about this all the time. But it does seem like this incredibly I, secretive I, thing that's operating in plain sight. Yeah, I don't feel like it's uh, that's not in sort of mass consciousness anyway. I've never heard of this. So anyway, uh, we'll put a ton of links up to the X-37 uh, right now with the lunar landings and everything going on with SpaceX, I think people are really excited about space. And I'm just kind of shocked that I haven't heard more about the space plane that we have. And apparently there's a rival one from China. And part of the mission that's going on right now is the Chinese one has been launched at the same time as well. And this does, for me, kind of temper my enthusiasm weirdly about space because here we are. This is a robotic vehicle and we're not the ones going to space and we're not in it and we're not the ones going to space and here's something that can go up and stay up for 900 days and they i assume they just brought it down because they wanted to bring it down and do some maintenance on it or something like that but if there was a crew in there you wouldn't leave the crew up there for three years you know nearly three years so it's crazy and that's a revelation that i kind of had when i was playing starfield the video game earlier this year is oh this is really fun you know, flying around and visiting different planets. And when that was, you know, happening in the fictional world of Starfield, at the same time in the real world, all these automation and AI things were coming to light. And I thought, 
oh, that's not going to be us. We're not going to be the people, you know, the beings going from planet to planet. It'd be so much easier to just send an AI and have it report back to us. What's, you know, maybe we'll go colonize the planet later, but we're, I, we're not going to be the spacefaring beings that we think we're going to be. Right. We're going to be going via Apple Vision. Yeah, we don't look at how the size of this thing that we even send into our own orbit. It's tiny compared to what we need for a human with, you know, CO2 scrubbers and water reclamation and all the other things we need to keep humans alive. Gravity and toilets and who knows what else. So in a way, that's a, that's a little bit of a bummer. Anyway, I got super excited there talking about that. So I'll be deep on X37 and reading about it all this week. But if you're interested in that as well, we'll put a ton of links in the link dump. That's uh, morningsomewhere.com. I would suggest going down that rabbit hole because it's a lot of fun. And I had another thing, Ashley. What's that? I had another thing that blew my mind this week. Blew my mind. Blow my mind, buddy. First of all, we got a secret space plane operating in plain sight. I should have known about it and did it. Another thing I should have known about, Billie Eilish's last name is O'Connell? <laughs> what is that? Did you know that? I only, I read that last night because she won a Golden Globe. And right. Billie Eilish O'Connell, and I was like, what the fuck? And Phineas O'Connell, her brother. You know, these two tremendous stars. I had no idea. I thought their last name was Eilish. <laughs> anyway, that does it for us. January 9th, 2024. We'll be here to talk to you tomorrow. We hope you'll be here as well. O'Connell?